Ha! Gotcha! You were about to give an opinion on an album, weren't you? Well, I'm here to tell you that you've got to make music to say anything about music. We talk about Ben Shapiro a lot. In my view, and the view of my music theorist father who went to music school, the, there are three elements of music. There is harmony, there is, there is melody, and there is rhythm. I will fight Ben Shapiro in the Remnant parking lot for Nice's Twitter. Get a Pitchfork review, and then talk to me. <laughs> also, good. I have a microphone, so I'm better than you. What? Uh, what you I'm mean? just shaming our listener. Why are you shaming me? Because I can't. What are you shaming him for? Uh, not knowing. Okay. Please kill us. <laughs> I want, I want off this mortal coil. You're listening to here the 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 Hey, you rad bastards! My name is Joe Keyport, and I'm joined by Wes Mullenberg. You're listening to our local albums of the year roundup. We mm. are going to discuss five albums each, plus a wide range of honorable mentions uh, oh, so of many. our favorite local releases from the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered, I think, almost all of these, at least the ones that we're talking about. Um, but there are, I'm sure there are some that we will shout out that we missed because there's just so much good music coming out constantly yes. that with just two of us, we can't cover no. all of it, I, even though we can't listen to it. I mean, we kind of, like one of my albums we kind of roughly covered. We didn't do the whole album review, mm-hmm. but that's A-OK. Yeah, that's totally OK because we're giving them the love they deserve now with our discussion we're each going to give five like i said we'll probably just alternate that sounds yeah. good um joe why don't you lead off with your first album of the pick and i guess before we get into it these are not ranked in order no this is just five of our favorites um in no specific order yes well, let's start off let's, let's start out good and heavy i'm gonna start with sleep debt's final single stages of grief Aggressive music and emotionally raw lyrics are my absolute jam. I feel like they're both of our jams. You, you just cover it more yeah. and are more actively engaged in what local bands are creating that kind of good yeah. stuff. Because, I mean, we've been slowly, well, you've primarily been really getting into emo music, but like, especially locally. Yeah. But like, <laughs> when it comes to just lots of Don't screaming, say the E-word. Come on. as I said, um, aggressive music and emotionally raw lyrics are just my absolute jam. And I am just annoyed to have learned about Sleep Debt right as they broke up, as Stages of Grief was their final kind of mm-hmm. hurrah. Um, Natalie Grace front was one of the front people of that band. And uh, Natalie has been in a number of bands that I find right as they're either done or because about to be done. Yeah. Natalie was in Naive Sense, which I absolutely adored that band after I'd learned about their breakup. Um, I'm not sure if this is cheating because they released um, the final single and then their 2018 EP is one package. 
but I mm. is like a compilation kind of thing. But uh, either way, it's pretty good. Um, is like when I say emotionally raw lyrics, I mean like the outer layer has been worn through, and you're seeing the muscle and sinew underneath with this one as um, some lyrics that just. Describe the wear and tear and degradation of living life. Stages of grief accompanies its lyrical weariness with blistering instrumentals that you can only find in hardcore music. It's so good. It's so good. I can't remember any of the lyrics. Oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> no. So the lyric is that I just really just like you hear it and you go, oh, oh, no. Is there the lyric after they come into the f- only verse, which is there is no closure and endings. And you're just like, Oof. you just like sit there in your chair with the headphones. And you're just like, well, okay. Well, I'm a nihilist now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Sleep Debt, Stages of Grief, and that EP. Go check it out. That's one of my favorites of 2019. It's very heavy, mm-hmm. very good. Um, my first pick, um, I know I said we aren't going to rank these, but this is pretty much unquestionably my album of the year. Like mm-hmm. On the list, I had to submit to them post-trash. Most of it was wrong, except for like the top two, which is um, uh, the album I'm about to say, and then Oso Oso's Basking in the Glow. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that album. They're not local, unfortunately. No, that but was a great album. Al- yeah, the album I'm going to talk about first is The Happy Children, Same Diff. The song from Same Diff that we're going to play is one of the catchiest songs uh, from the album, and one of my favorites, uh, Switch It Up. probably just like yep like when we put on our first house show and only house show thus far yeah and, like, sponsored it um vile found us just by seeing that i was the idiot wearing a happy children's shirt <laughs> in my defense keegan burkhardt was wearing the same one he just left early i think <laughs> um so ha take that vile um but This is the second and final album from uh, Minneapolis Trio, The Happy Children, Mm -hmm. fronted and kind of just produced and just the the main mastermind behind is Caleb Hines. And he was joined by Sam Mathis, formerly of Remo Drive, and Mitchell Seymour, who is the bassist and also one of the kind of composers behind some of the songs. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like indie rock Bon Iver, which sounds weird because Bon Iver used to be indie rock. No, like it's bleep bloops. But now he's bleep bloops. Very sad bleep bloops, as uh, Fragile Canyons puts it. Um, <laughs> but it's like someone took like a kind of more mathy, like the indie rock, just like very melodic guitar-based sound that Bon Iver never really had, but a lot of local bands have, mm-hmm. and applied like the love for vo- vocal manipulation, weird compositions, and just kind of effects and production tricks all over the place. And yeah. That's kind of become Caleb's signature in a lot of his other work with Baby Boys and his mm. production for Why Not and Kate Melanophy, who we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just brings that vision to its fullest extent with Same Diff. And the lyrics kind of, 
I, they were kind of on a whim. They aren't mm. meant to be read into, but they do provide kind of some unexpected insight into his view of the scene of music and art as the band ended um, their run together. I believe they ended on friendly terms. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anything. It wasn't like, I don't know. Uh, they didn't kick their drummer out of the band again. I was trying to think of um, Tommy, not Tommy Stinson, Tommy Lee. Oh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. I feel like they ended badly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they, they reformed because they needed money. Oh, well, I hope Happy Children doesn't do that. No. Caleb and by extension, the others seem uh, principled enough to not do that. No, absolutely not. Um, to go fully Motley Crue. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, this is the album that I just kept on going back to over and over again. Mm-hmm. The songs are just, the, the melodies are indelible. They're super catchy, um, which is kind of a requirement for any good, like, kind of, like, for indie rock mm-hmm. album nowadays um, when the instrumentation isn't always unique enough to stand on its own, so they have to have catchy melodies. But Caleb and Mitchell and Sam went above and beyond that and made the production and the instrumentation super interesting as well. So they just kind of went to the max on both fronts, Yeah, which is usually you get one or the other. It's rare to find an album where you get both in such amazing spades. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's an aggressively listenable album. Um, it's not too long. Like there are times I'm like, oh, I'll just listen to like one song. And I'm like, oh, it's been like 30 minutes. I've heard the whole thing. And that's why I think eight out of the 10 of my top songs of the year were just tracks from same dude. <laughs> that and then Jesus is the one by Zach Fox. You and know, depressing. Everybody's ambient. favorite local artist, Zach Fox. Yeah, please come on our podcast. <laughs> please come on our um, podcast. Yeah. So that is my first pick. The mm-hmm. Happy Children's Same Diff, uh, their second and final album. Mm-hmm. Um pretty much my album of the year even though i said i wouldn't rank them but i i can't lie that's fair uh so joe what's your second pick um i've i'm gonna go with a hems try again I feel like Woo! 2019 was ready for this record in a way because Try Again details the mess of growing up and filters it through upbeat power pop and kind of melancholic grunge adjacent alt rock. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of this balance of being both happy and sad or is it the is it, it's, not the, it's not the in-betweeners. What's the uh, the movie where it's just like they're talking about The Cure. Anyways, I can't remember. Oh. You, they're, they're High just, fidelity? No, they're just Scottish teens starting like a, oh Sing Street. Yeah, Sing Street. They're just like it's happy sad. And I was, I, I was gonna go Casey Musgraves. That's fair. <laughs> and I and I say that I feel like 2019 was ready for this record. Is I haven't heard a ton of records in a while that are just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean this in like the it's it's fun. You know, like when you it, when like you don't you have, don't really have anything good to say. Good to say, but it's just it's and just, you're talking to the band. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> you're just like it's fun. It's fun. Uh, but no, it's it's just fun it's mm-hmm. it's kind of got that that childlike view on things and just very optimistic yeah. very sunny uh and it's kind of ironic that it came out like november or october when yeah. it's just kind of 
get into the mm. winter hellscape that we call home uh, this time of year. Absolutely. And it and talking to the band, just like seeing how they're like, yeah, we just want to put out really fun music. That's great. And that's why the song I picked for this this album and the song I uh, and the song you just heard was No Kid. It was the second single, I believe, from yeah. that. No Kid Gold Star. Yeah, No Kid Gold Star. But yeah, um, but it's just, again, like I said, it's been a while since I found a release that was just fun and has kind of filled this void. Try Again was put out through one of our favorite local labels, Forged Artifacts, and the cover art was for the album and the title, from what I remember correctly, was done by Alexis Pollitz. Oh, they, they came out with the title? Yeah, it was just... That's dope. When they sent in, like, the treatment for the the record it, uh-huh. with the Try Again on with the Magic 8-Ball. Yeah. They're just like, oh, the band was like, that's a dope name for a record, especially yeah. kind of that pick you up, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Yeah. I well, I picked No Kid for the kind of the representation of the record. My by far one of my favorites is the final song on that album, which is titled uh, Sunspots. It's like this folky lo-fi recording that was recorded on this modified baby head mic. That, oh. That. Uh, um, that one of the band members' husbands who produced the album uh, has that he made himself, and they did it just like sitting at a table with an acoustic guitar and doing the harmonies. Oh, that's dope! And it's it's super great, and it's a great way. It's a random way to just close out the record, but it works. And I find that it, it this like kind of the low fineness and the extra authenticity that it makes just kind of brings that kind of final like closure to a record. So that one is definitely one of my favorite songs from the album. But I feel like No Kid is one of the best ways to get in like the best introduction yeah. into that album. It's part of the quartet of uh, interestingly and creatively titled two word album titles yes. of the year. So we have, a, we'll get into the rest because the rest are on my list. Yeah. But there's try again, get along, never better and grow up. Grow up. Um, y- if you don't know what bands put out the other three, just wait and you'll hear. My second pick, um, back to the unranked level of things, um, it feels weird to just have a number one and then have everything else, <laughs> but uh, I feel dirty ranking things, and I it took me a lot to even put a number one. That, out that's there. fair. Um, I mean, I always feel dirty like reading the Pitchfork scores and articles. Yeah. I'm like it's it's not a competition anymore. At first, I was like, yeah, of course it needs to be ranked everything, and then I was like, and that's why we don't uh, use numbers to rank no. albums. And I saw an interesting point where they're like, how do you compare an album that's like like a completely different how do you compare like um the fka twigs album to either big thief record they're both really like they're all really Mm. good but they're just completely different how do you really objectively compare those and that's kind of a critic's job but it's still just like a weird thing to think about Mm. so that's why the rest of the albums are not ranked uh i apologize if you're offended you can beat me up in an alley if you really want my second pick of the year is why not's ep this came out in the polar vortex of like february january Mm -hmm. earlier this year um, and the band has since come out with another new, very good single, Ding Dong, and their new single coming out in a couple weeks, uh, No Suggestions Here, I think is the title, mm-hmm. is also very good. We've heard it. Take that. Nerds. You haven't heard it, nerds. Um, but this is a four-track EP, yeah. very creatively titled EP. Um, the lead single is definitely about climate change. Just kidding. No, no it's, it's not. not. Um, take that, Simon Caldwell, or whatever his name is. Oh, um, from, not, not Simon Caldwell. It would be, it was the guy from... The bald guy. Sound Opinions, who's talking about climate change. Oh, did I confuse the two? Yeah. Awkward. That's okay. Well, but what, what's it's your, not what, about climate change. <laughs> what's the song from that record you would suggest? I would suggest probably just the lead single, um, and... I think it best summarizes the record that is ready for the world. Gotcha. Why, why not?
just heard was ready for the world um they uh, the band overall i think on this p really kind of solidified their sound into more of what they wanted to mm. create as uh, musicians um since then they've actually taken down their first ep from 2017 friends or i think it's an ep in her album um at least they took it down from spotify it might still be on Bandcamp, mm. just because they're like hey we really love these songs but we just don't feel like they reflect who we are anymore, like what we want to do as musicians and as a band. Um, and EP is really, I think, their first step into their own unique sound. Because mm-hmm. before, they were just kind of like energetic, fun, math, punk, kind of. Yeah. Um, very energetic, very loud, and g- good for a good list, but didn't really have a whole lot of substance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it was just catchy and enjoyable. Whereas... Um, with these tracks, they really, like I said, come into their own. Like, Eighth Year is like this ten and a half minute experimental, just really heavy song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Isaac Dell, the lead guitarist for the band, really just apparently first taked this incredible solo that takes up like half the song. And the, it's really kind of re- fully realizing their vision and mm-hmm. stepping out of their comfort zone a lot because they really, really messing with track like how many tracks they could do and like how much overdubbing and how much production they can mm-hmm. do after the fact. Whereas before they just kind of like, okay, we have our parts. We're going to play them really well, but that's for the most part going to be the song. Yeah. And that's how a lot of bands do it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but these guys are wanting to take it to another level and start adding stuff on at the end. And cause there's just certain things you can't really do as much in the moment Mm-mm. and starting like with layering things, overdubs, just really inventive production elements. Plus when it's your third release, you want to do something different than you've done before. Yeah. And I think they've gone even further in that direction. Once they've started working with Caleb, Mm -hmm. uh, of normal parents for production on their, uh, new two singles. And, um, I think he did a version of ready for the world slash maybe recorded it. Um, I can't, I think he worked on it in some capacity, but, uh, he mixed it. I think he just might've mixed it, but um, yeah, they recorded that one at Arden studios in Memphis. Yeah. When they were on tour, um, but outside of eighth year, the other three songs do that, like the same inventive production stuff, but still contain it within their like very riff heavy, mm-hmm. melodic, uh, kind of mathy punk sound. Mm-hmm. Um, like ready for the world is like a very, it goes just all, all over the place. It's like a very off the wall song, but it still has like a really strong chorus has really creative and fun verses. Um, and it's structured pretty normally even if it is like the sonic elements of Mm -hmm. it are all over the place like it's like verse chorus verse chorus and then there's like a really doomy outro that uh allowed me to put the word stoner doom in my christian newspaper that i edit for (laughs) which was the only good thing about our entire edition um that time uh just the word stoner doom (laughs) um and then your mind 
and Thud Dead do similar things. Um, not necessarily, like, they're very, I don't want, I'm not trying to say that they aren't as good as Ready for the World. I just think Ready for the World captures it better. Mm-hmm. Um, Your Mind is probably the poppiest of the three kind of non-experimental singles. And then Thud Dead is all about the Triangle Shirtwaist fire and, like, what it feels like to burn to death. And I think they go all in on that concept. And it, oh, absolutely. And it shows and um, really proves that mm-hmm. the band is willing to commit to it's true. something unique beyond just their normal sound. And I'm really excited to continue to hear stuff from their new forthcoming album that they're working on. Um, and you should check it out. Um, if you haven't heard it yet, or if you you forgot what album it is somehow, this is, uh, we've been talking about Why Not's EP, which came out earlier, very early this year. Yeah. Um, for my next pick, I'm picking the EP. I have a lot of EPs on this list. We both do. It's okay. I just like EPs right yeah, now. I think we... I have yeah. I only have two albums, and then you, uh, and then the rest are EPs. Yeah. Anyway, is Laska's "In the Blossom of This," which was released early spring, and the song that I feel like really wraps up Laska right now is, and it's one of my favorites. It's "Coffee Naps." If you love like folk rock, kind of that alt rock e kind of stuff with dense vocal harmonies, Laska delivers this in spades. And now the Morton Sisters and Company have put out two more singles this year, and I have enjoyed them both, but still their EP in the blossom of this really kind of captures the band and all of their kind of experimental goodness. And I only say experimental goodness is because they're very good at taking kind of that singer songwriter folk rock format and then expanding it enough to be. Still accessible, listen to toable. Listen toable is harsh, but like, uh, but like, it's it's still accessible and enjoyable to listen to, but it's different, new, and a little refreshing. Because like coffee naps, uh, they don't let their like the unique elements that yeah. you don't like typically hear overtake the song. No, and, and make it very just enjoyable across the board. Because coffee yeah. naps has them kind of at one of their most vulnerable moments of the song is they kind of describe this this on-again, on, on off-again relationship, but then it expands into this, like, lo-fi, exceptionally crunchy drum and percussion production, and it, it expands, and then, of course, you have all three Morton sisters belting it out in this very wide, very dense um, vocals, and then you have some other things. It's a lot of noisy and a little grimy production for what you'd expect for acoustic folk yeah, rock. Like a folk but it's it's so good. And they put out again, like I mentioned, two other singles this year. They put out Iris recently, that was in December, and then Remain Consumed in September. And I feel like again, Laska is doing a solid job of pushing their genre without like losing what they are. Yeah, and they're just phenomenal songwriters as they are able to take moments and feelings and then put them in a way that aren't so on the nose while being on the nose yeah it's not obvious and it doesn't it's not like doesn't lack subtlety no yeah but it still provides like the rush and absolutely the the fullness of whatever feeling they're depicting absolutely so yeah sure go check out in the blossom of this and coffee naps and laska's EP is phenomenal. I can't wait for their record, which will hopefully come out next year sometime. Yeah. My next pick is kind of a cop-out. Uh, it's going to be two EPs. 
Um, Nerd. Uh, yeah, you know that. Um, <laughs> we already talked about how I outed myself as an emo and how I cried to MCR this morning. Um, <laughs> but they're back, dude. And they're they're probably not coming to Minneapolis. Um, probably not. Probably not. Uh, but my pick is... Uh, the dual the dual options of Kate Milanovic's Silk EP and Keep for Cheap's Get Along, Along EP. Um, the reason why I felt comfortable putting these together two together is because Kate is obviously a member of Keep for Cheap mm-hmm. and she performs and sings in both. Obviously, her solo material and the band very different, I think. Oh, absolutely! Um, but still, both worth covering. Uh, the first song we're gonna play is gonna be from Kate, and it's uh, the lead single from her EP, Glue. This uh, track particularly shows her collaboration with Caleb Hines um, and really showcases his production and what he brought to her sound. Um, but when I talked to both of them, uh, the main thing that they wanted to get out of it is that Caleb wanted to kind of help and lift up what was already this phenomenal mm-hmm. level of work. Like Kate's first EP, which um, In and Under, which came out last year, I think later in the year, um, and for some reason is on the currents or I think the currents like local currents like albums of the year they just got the wrong EP which I think is really funny um, classic classic current they love local music um, I mean they do, they do. Um, what that album was is just piano and voice and really mm-hmm. listening to that it just kind of lets you know okay the main element of this is going to be Kate's voice and her songwriting because it's just incredible um, just such a potent powerful voice um, but with Soak and especially Glue, and there's I think there's two versions of a different song, Dirty Laundry, yeah, where one is like slowed down, has like it's very washy in production. The other one is the more I think normal mix. I think that's what it was because um, I wasn't initially clear on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just lifting up what is already this incredible level of work. Um, and the the song that I compared glue to initially was actually uh, FKA FKA Twigs cellophane mm-hmm. the lead single to her record that just came out a little while, while ago Magdalene um, where it's just super spare and it's mostly just voice and simple like piano um, but then it kind of starts like get almost like staticky and like weird and starts like dissolve a little bit like someone just poured acid on it and you're still like oh this is beautiful but it's like kind of making me uncomfortable almost. Kate doesn't quite get to the point of discomfort um, on any of the tracks, but there are just elements of it that make you like kind of pique your interest and like maybe make you cock your head to the side like, oh, that's interesting. 
because you just don't necessarily expect some of the more production elements. Mm-hmm. But at the core is still her very personal songwriting style, very as one of the songs on the EP is uh, very melancholy. Mm-hmm. That might actually be on Key for Cheap TV. Maybe it's on both. They're both very melancholy groups <laughs> uh, or people and whatever. Uh, but it's, I mean, no. The reason I thought is because that's her Twitter handle. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> but it's very melancholy music, um, which is unsurprising just if you've ever seen Kate live or listened to any of her other songwriting projects. Um, and it, it's straight, it just goes straight to the heart. Um, but on the other hand, songwriting wise and sonically, there is Keep for Cheap her project with um, some other Hamlin, some fellow Hamlin students, Mm -hmm. um, Autumn, Ted, Lydia, and Bob. Um, They come together and make like this beautiful kind of country and flecked folk rock. Yeah. Very just, it's kind of the opposite almost. It's like, it still deals with very real emotions and is very emotional, but the way it's presented and the way just the songs are composed is much more uplifting and you just kind of can't help but smile while listening to any of it. Uh, I'm basic, so I'm also going to pick the lead single from this EP, which came out in February of last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. It is uh, this is going to be the song "Day Without You." only uh four or five tracks on this ep Mm -hmm. i think five um and they don't let any of them kind of get in the way of each other uh nothing feels out of place um even as the way they describe their kind of creation process was very just collaborative very Mm -hmm. um kind of just enjoyable like because sometimes when bands are having fun that gets in the way of their work ethic and of creating and like getting focused Mm -hmm. but the way that they did it and you can hear it just listening to it it's both like they had a lot of fun making this but it did not affect the level of quality it's still just these beautiful like har- harmony laden vocals um with autumn and kate singing um and the instrumentation with uh, ted bob and lydia they just really hold down and don't they let they let the vocals and the songwriting kind of do a lot of the speaking except for like when ted just rips a country Infl- like country influenced guitar solo and you're like yeah. oh am i listening to country radio all of a sudden and but like it's more enjoyable than any country radio single i've ever heard somehow um sh- shout out country radio <laughs> yeah D- joe don't shout uh, out country radio <laughs> country uh, radio is kind of trash it is that's because they, they hate whammon they do among other things tomato gate <laughs> what oh you never heard so tomato gate was when a nashville label executive said women in country music is like the tomatoes in a salad uh, you don't want a, t- a salad made ex- ex- uh, exclusively only of tomatoes. Of tomatoes. 
Wow. Yeah. That's a bad hot take. But that is all beside the point. Um, Key for Cheap is one of the, just the most uplifting and enjoyable bands of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, like, especially as we get into the winter months, like, just listening to this will almost like, if you were sitting in a pile of snow, if you just listen to this EP one time through, like, the snow around you will just start melting from just, like, how much, glo- like, how you're glowing because you're just mm. so happy and you're like, ah, being alive is worth it. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's such uplifting and just fun, beautiful mm-hmm. music. Um, and they're such fantastic and talented people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love them. We love Hamlin. There's something in the water at Hamlin. There's something in the water at Hamlin. There is at the U2, but that makes more sense. That's because um, it's the Mississippi River is polluted by 3 And also there's like 40,000 people, much larger sample size. That's true. Um, <laughs> not to take away from other U of M bands. Um, We're looking at but, you, Nick Check. No, that was the St. Thomas band. That's St. Thomas. I wish they'd put out an album this year. That's okay. Temporary pause. Shout out Nick Check in the Dead <laughs> Bombay Beach was a good song. It was a good song. Um, but anyways, shout out Keep for Cheap and their EP Get Along. And Kate's solo work, very different, but still just as worth your time with Soak. What's your next pick, boy? Uh, I'm picking Dirty Junk on Your Knees because that was one of my all-time favorite records of 2019. He really is. He talks about it all the I time. I love this. It's so fun. And I'm going to play the title track. On your knees. Well, this band restarted my love of punk and hardcore because I kind of had fallen off as we were listening to a lot of kind of local indie rock and all of that fun stuff. Dirty Junk's On Your Knees is just an unrelenting torrent of rage and revenge against abusers, which unfortunately no abusers were harmed in the making. I say oh, unfortunately. Dang it. Yeah, um, that's a bummer. Because that's what On Your Knees is about. And the EP in the music video for it has uh, front person Ren and guitarist uh, walking around with a baseball bat. Like Beyonce. I don't know. It was a crowbar. Oh, that's like Beyonce. That's more Minnesotan <laughs> punk rock there. Yeah. <laughs> Crowbars. This EP shows the band's natural progression and cohesion as songwriters from their debut record, Snot, which was released in 2018, mm-hmm. kind of the same time On Your Knees came out in 2018. And then their newest single, Undone, which hasn't officially been released anywhere other than YouTube. So I'm guessing. We love that. Yeah, I know. That's the Shrinking Violets approach to music. I know, because I'm assuming they're going to be putting out a, a record sometime next year. God bless. Um, anyway, the vocals of Ren Fontana are like that great mix of defiance and just like the riot girl kind of shriekiness, which is just a, like just pure rage and fuel, yeah, just and, screaming. Yeah. But like it's nice to listen to. Yeah. And they, <laughs> then Ren also plays with that kind of childlike, almost valley girl kind of coo. You know, oh, okay. at times on yeah. like Sink or Swim or the um, the other track, I think it's By Life. And it's just, again, it's like that they play with 
childlike rhyme schemes to do a little bit of eeriness to it. And then they again, they mix in just that that just unrelenting torrent. Uh, drummer Ace Robbins is a chaotic, more of a chaotic drummer and does that punk thing where instead of it keeps time, but it's more of like a, a filler because okay. they're a two piece. So you expect yeah. you want more. You need more songs. There's especially a lot of sonic. Especially range s- to cover with only two instruments, and especially since the guitar is less of like a like a, a power chord, just chug 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 chug. It's it, it does a lot of dissonance and a lot of just like single kind of broken chords, filling out more of the vibe and the atmosphere than the actual like body of the song. Mm-hmm. So it, Ace does this great job of like filling in, adding more than a bassist or even like another guitar player could do. Ooh. It's. This record, I should say this record, this EP is noisy, it's raucous, and it's punk as frick, and you should go check it out. Punk as frick. I know, right? Our parents listen to this. My next pick is going to be another pretty unsurprising one for anyone that's been following local music. It's one of the most popular and well-loved EPs of the year, and that is Nice Is Never Better, which came out via Brace Cove Records early this year. The song you're going to hear is Blunt Force Marijuana. Excellent song titles aside, Nice has put together one of the best emo punk releases of the year. Um, it's kind of been defining for a lot of people, and Nice have gotten a lot of national recognition as far as DIY is concerned, which is not really that much recognition, but it's still more because they actually tour a lot. Um, but these tracks are depressing, but they're still fun as all get out. Like the lyrics are really like they they capture a specific feeling that pretty much any Minnesotan or at least longtime Minnesotan can relate to where there's the seasonal depression that kind of stacks on top of the regular depression that comes with the winter where it's just too cold to go outside but you've also been inside for like three days and you need to see the sun or another human being but you're just too sad to do so and also it's cold and scary outside um it really captures that but it makes it sound like it, it masks it with a lot of really upbeat and just just totally gnarly riffs. Roddy has riffs riffs for days, as you obviously know if you've followed either Nice or his personal Twitter, um, which you should follow both. All, all, all of them have great Twitters, but Roddy's the main tweeter, tweeter out of the trio. Um, I think something that really kind of has hit me with repeated listens is just how talented musically all three of these guys are. Um, Abe obviously does a lot of production outside of, and mm-hmm. we've heard a lot of what he's worked on elsewhere this year. Uh, Sage, their drummer, is in like three other bands. Thank you, I'm sorry, and I think he plays with Stars Hollow, which is an Iowa band. Um, Thank you, I'm sorry is two thirds Minnesota, but they're technically Chicago because their front person is from Chicago, so that's kind of confusing. Um, but I think they're they are also putting out an album this year, so that's cool. Hey, um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, nice. Just uh, these songs are just just so fun yeah again kind of to go on that's not meant it sounds kind of reductive and it's not meant as such it's more a testament to just how 
on just on a visceral level these songs just hit you and like there's certain parts of the songs like in love handles at the end when roddy just kind of just elevates his voice to a full-on roar mm-hmm. and it just kind of overwhelms you as the listener there's the part and i think minneapolis versus st paul this time is personal where i think that's the one with the trumpets yeah that yeah that abe just arranged and played just kind of on a whim because he could just do that um and that's just super cool that they i mean they that's kind of like a classic like emo option that kind of mm. people forget all they're like oh yeah emo trumpet um it, but it just came out of nowhere i think especially since the song is the last song on the album mm-hmm. um or at the very least wherever it is in the track list it just kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like oh this is trumpet oh this is really cool what and then it just kind of goes away and there's like no more trumpet which is sad put more trumpet on your next album um <laughs> it's again just a compulsively listenable listenable album um it's one of two albums that i just kind of sent to one of my friends on a whim um and was like hey listen and provided no context and now she loves nice she's a nice stan and it's just proof that like someone with literally no awareness of what diy is or even like emo or like screamo music just like the time yeah. any sort of bands that operate in the same sonic wheelhouse as nice even with someone that has no real attachment or understanding of that at least appears to outwardly can just listen to it never better once and it clicks yeah and provides such like a it feels like home almost it feels like minnesota it feels like home it's such a defining release for the scene this year and i'm so so happy mm. that nice just knocked this one out of the park earlier this year i feel it feels like it's it came out only like recently yeah because it just like it's one of the albums where i'm like hey i need i, I want to listen to some local mm, nice nice uh yeah. Or as uh, nice. Mark, or as, yeah, it was like, or as Mark Wheat says on the radio, nice. <laughs> he said that at like eight o'clock one night, and I went, "Hey, but nice <laughs> is one of the band, one of the local bands that has made it into the current song of the day, mm-hmm. which for some reason isn't exclusively local." Uh, um, yeah, that's one thing. I'm Let's, like, hmm. Yeah, it, I, I found a lot of cool songs through that, but that I'm was, like, why is it not exclusively local? I feel well, it's like a Jade be, thing. Yeah, and Jade's not the local person. I know, but like, it should be. That's just my opinion, though. Or it should um, be preferential towards local. It, yeah, and it, it oftentimes is like Milo, Fragile Canyons, Ahem. So many great bands have made it onto their mm-hmm. um, list, and every time it happens, my heart fills up with glee and warmth, um, and it's one of the only things that keeps me alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't die. Keep putting local songs on the song of the day for the current, please, God. Uh, anyways, Nice is Never Better, one of the best albums of the year, right. one of my favorites. That is going to be it. All right. Uh, what's your next and final pick? All right. Uh, do you have one more after this? I do. Okay. So we got to we got to wrap this up because we have all of 12 minutes before we're supposed to talk to Fox Theory. Yeah, it's fine. All right. I'm not worried. Uh, for my final pick, I'm going to I picked Grogus's Four Kings, which if uh, the the song I'm going to play is called An Oceanic Tomb of Centipedes. <laughs>
music and sound could strip the flesh from bone, Grogus would do that. That's oh. how just aggressive oh, they are. <laughs> they uh, the Four Kings is the be the I, of course my writing is great uh, is the cosmic fungal doom metal band uh, would need to come with a warning sticker if you had bought this back in the store and I feel like Tipper Gore would come back from whatever school board meeting she's currently chewing out uh, in order to save the alive? children. I have no idea. I don't care. Um, but in all seriousness, this EP is the spot where all of the circles in the Venn diagram intersect. It's the best parts of doom, death, and sludge metal. And it, with this lovely, grimy production that only makes things sound better when you're like, oh, yes, we'll throw some lo-fi on there to hide the fact that I'm using mm-hmm. cheap mics and cheap equipment. And yeah. this is just like high-quality griminess. The vocals sound more like kind of millstones grinding together than actual growls or death screams. The instruments follow along being more industrial machinery than a guitar, a bass, or drums. It's just this ever-churning beast that's come alive, and you're just like, I don't know what to do with it. We're just going to enjoy it, but over there, because uh, it's <laughs> probably dangerous. Go check do out. Do not for- listen to upon children. <laughs> exactly. You should in the safety of your own home. But no, go check out Grogus's Four Kings. The band just called Grogus. I have to add the extra apostrophe in there. Uh, I found this album exclusively on its album art because it has words that you can't understand because metal font. And hey, then- shout out metal font. Exactly. But yeah, no, it's amazing. Go go listen to it. And what's your final pick? My final pick is also pretty unsurprising. Uh, I, I'm, I was way more typical with a lot of my picks for anyone that has followed us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. By us, I mean mostly me. We just kind of, Joe responds to DMs every once in a while. Yeah. Because Twitter is my dopamine uh, supplement or supplier. Uh, my final pick, though, is going to be Vile, duh, with Grow Up, their debut album, which also came out via Brace Cove. We're doing a back to back Brace Cove shout out. The song I'm going to play is not a single for the first time I well. think, actually except for happy children because they don't i don't know if they had any but it's, at least for them this is the one song that had the video um but the song i'm gonna pick for vile is my favorite track from the album slosh Vile is a, a quartet of uh, femme folks that make just the most like lighthearted punk music, but mm-hmm. also like it kind of just like kicks your ass, which is the best. Um, I would totally let Vile kick my ass, um, and I kind of did because I let them in- do an interview for two hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was something. That was definitely something. Shout out goblins in general. Um, this based on their kind of mission statement, which they execute in different in ways that aren't always musical um they're trying to just amplify the voices of 
femme, non-binary, mm-hmm. po- uh, people of color, just any sort of marginalized people. And given that, I expected the album to be kind of like more that punk fury, or at least like lyrically going to be much more about that. And there's only really one song in the album that addresses that very directly, and that's DIY, which slaps. It's an amazing song, mm-hmm. and it goes even harder live. I've uh, I've seen uh, videos of it a couple times, and it just melts my face all over again every single time. Uh, the rest of the album is kind of across the board. It's about, literally about growing up. It's kind of about coming to terms with your own adulthood, mm-hmm. with uh, wanting to escape and just avoid these feelings of negativity and just difficulty and challenge that come with any sort of like kind of post-college or in the moment college, like where you just don't have any money, you have so much going on and you just kind of want to like take a nap, but you can't. And (laughs) just uh, it's about that and about like struggling with your relationships and whatnot. Like the title track is just the song. The refrain is, I don't want, it's like baby grow up. I don't want to grow up, 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 up or ever. It has like a little, clever melodic mm-hmm. refrain at the end um and that kind of sums it up uh because i mean does the title track um it's about not wanting to grow up but needing to anyways and kind of facing that and one of the other lead singles uh that also has a video both grow up and this song rough have great videos that um vile brought on femme and non-binary people to work on and that's kind of how they lived out their mission statement mm-hmm. instead of just putting it on the lyrics which it, I still would have loved the album probably just given how talented these four yeah. uh, musicians are if they'd, they'd gone more with that kind of furious, mm-hmm. very um, just of, like uh, righteous uh, type of lyricism and approach. But I'm happy that they didn't and they did such a wide variety instead and uh, much more relatable mm-hmm. and just it, it captures the energy and the essence of what it's like to be like ages like 20 to 25 Mm. um whether you're going to college or not whether you did or not and you're just trying to get through life and find things that make you happy and keep you satisfied um and i think something that makes me happy and satisfied is vials grow up Mm. this is such a fun album this is the other album that i just sent to someone where i'm like hey listen to this or else um and they actually they're the only person i know of that made it all the way through the full two hours of the goblin edit of the violin all the one you can find on our soundcloud along well, you with can find our, it our soundcloud along with our first episode i think yeah the 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 lost episode of the lost your, yeah. your coffee podcast if you listen to or find the lost episode let us know and we will delete it uh immediately um that's my old... final pick uh we kind of need to wrap it up because we actually have another interview in like five minutes yep uh, but we're to gonna do setup, our but... honorable mentions do you want to go first? Let's just do shotgun. It's going to be shotgun. You, you want to just go through your list? I'll, I'll go through go my, my list. list. Okay, so my honorable mentions. These are all albums that we loved. And for a myriad of different reasons, we just didn't have mostly time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that our mouths and lips and lungs are tired from talking. We just don't have the time to talk about all of these. But they're albums that we loved, listened to, and wanted to give a little bit of attention. And that are all worth your time. Uh, Gully Boys, Phony, they just put this EP out mm-hmm. literally yesterday, but we've been hearing it for weeks. Hey, listen to our podcast with them. It's such a great album. Yep. Um, National Park Service, The Future Is Now EP, that's their third EP of the year. All three are good, but I think The Future Is Now is the best of the three. Um, Dreams We've Had, Everything and You, um, that album also came out yesterday. I have not listened to it all the way through, but based on the singles and just based off of uh, the previous music from Bennett and I think mostly just Bennett does the recording. Um, it's going to be a great dream pop record. Uh, Last Import Self-Titled came out earlier in the year. That's a great one. The Argument with Dangerous Ride, their debut album. Baby Boys, uh, which is two of the members of Hippocampus and Caleb Hines coming together, and they put out their EP, I'm Set. 
Sal Paradise with Table for Two, mm-hmm. their EP from earlier this year. Um, Mr. West put out their album that kind of, I feel like, slipped through the cracks for a lot of people, even though they've put out some good singles since, is um, with uh, Fairway Road North. Um, In Lou put out the album Hate Mail also earlier this year, or maybe later, I don't know. It was, it was like middle of the year. It was middle of the year. Oh, it was like early summer, I think. It was, yeah, it was right around the time I interviewed the guy from that Soundproof. Right. Alex, Alex Morrison. Yeah. Yep. Um, In Lou put out a cool album earlier this year. Um, the Clean Tramps with the Nightmare Club EP. Where are you? Where is the Clean Tramps? No one knows, but at least they left us with a good EP. Um, good Night Gorillas with their album Splash. Really good album. Check out my interview with them. Abe Anderson put out his EP Slacker, uh, which I think is also vastly underrated and is such a good ep um alien book club they've put out a couple stuff uh, a couple releases this year um mm-hmm. one of which i can't say another which is just a, sp- a split they put out with shatter cones i think just like a week or so ago yeah but the album of theirs that i listened to or i think the ep is their self-titled ep which came out at some point earlier this year and it really made me love the band and it's really good and my last pick is uh we actually just saw this band live last night um Baumgartner yep. with the tar ep it's only on soundcloud and bandcamp right now yeah um but it's uh a, this crazy sludge metal project from ted of keeper jeep yeah and it's so weird and so good hey there joe keyboard here coming in well after this initial podcast was recorded as we were interrupted to do an interview with fox theory which will be coming out in just a few weeks but i wanted to run down my list of shout outs as again we couldn't cover everything that we wanted to talk about and there was so much good music released in 2019 kind of a big one that i want to shout out due to guilt a little bit because i left them off of my 2018 list is alexander natalie they released the single nosh in earlier this year and the single Tennessee, which has um, some of their demos on it as well. Go check it out. Some really great, again, hard on your sleeve lyric singer songwriter music. I can't recommend Alexander Natalie's music more. Some Brace Cove releases. We have Internet Dating with Stall. If you haven't listened to that, it's another great acoustic, kind of tappy, kind of drifting, um, emo folk kind of combination there we have fragile canyons with their newest record here it is if you haven't heard that single go listen to it it's so so good national park service put out three eps this year my favorite being the future is now the Simptones put out the class a classic just all american record when you think of like tom petty like bruce springsteen they put out irrational fears over active imagination in the early spring Charlie Doesn't Surf put out their debut record, Charlie Doesn't Surf. And if you haven't listened to our interview with the band, go check that out. Last Import put out their self-titled debut record as well. If you love some surfy garage rock, absolutely check it out. The song Money is always so good. Plus, I think it's Fast Times at Space Mountain was another one that I absolutely adored on that one. Primwose put out their Sun Drunk EP through Forged Artifacts. Another Brace Cove band, River Teeth. They had Aimless Ghost, a post-hardcore act that was kind of released in January, February of this year. Go check it out. It's so good. Kind of more post than hardcore, a lot more twinkly than just crushingness, but it's still, it's all right there. Um, Trash Caddies put out their Sync EP. If you haven't listened to Trash Caddies, go check them out. It's a two-piece, I believe it's husband and wife, two partners. Uh, it's violin and bass and program drums. It's everything you could expect when you hear those combinations of things. Buildings put out their record, Negative Sound. It's kind of like a less thrashy Mets, if you love that band. Go check out that Buildings record. 
False put out Portent if you love some atmospheric black metal. Uh, Longs put out Estuary. The band Double Grave, who we first interviewed in January, put out a compilation called Ego Death Forever. It's just a compilation of all of their early re- material that they put out under the name Ego Death. It's a really great way to kind of close out that chapter, as I know during my conversation with Jeremy, he talked about the fact that they were trying to figure out what to do with all of this music that they had sitting around and they don't play anymore but they obviously maybe people should hear some of it. And this is kind of a great way to honor that part of their history. We have a healthy competition with volume one, some great local hardcore wax led put out the phenomenally Gothic single honey on the moon as part of a split with Luna honey phony by gully boys. That EP is so good. Uh, Wyatt Morin released his senior uh, EP, which if you don't know who Wyatt Morin is, he is a now freshman in college, but he was doing essentially a video diary through albums starting with his freshman year of high school. And it's a really interesting way to watch him not only, well, not watch you listen to him, not only um, gross as a songwriter and an instrument and an instrumentalist, but as he kind of goes through the high school years, it's kind of a fascinating look into that. We have hot glue with waves, a member of Bob Ross, mob boss and their partner are doing an electronic shoegaze project and if you haven't checked out waves i highly recommend it static panic released their very funky sensual ep glow and then finally i want to talk about ashbringer and their record absolution that's all of my picks for the year i'm gonna send it back to our regularly recorded outro so that's uh our list that was joe's list of honorable mentions um yeah we love all these bands yeah. love all these albums there's, we probably miss some. Just oh, given. we always do, and then we find it later, and we go. <sighs> that that was kind of why we had uh, our half year. Initial, run. Well, we had um in in pursuit of something interesting. Yeah, your column, and then that's kind of what local music uh, roundup sometimes is, because just between like the song singles and videos and everything you put out, we miss stuff. And there's we have no other contributors other than us too, and yeah, we slowly die. We almost had one that just really liked John Mouse. Yeah, who isn't local he's from minnesota he's, he's just, from here but he's he, he's la he's like inverse lizzo essentially yeah but now Which, lizzo's gone so yeah i mean even lizzo was like yeah I, I lived in minnesota but i'm not really from minnesota they did like some piece about yeah. her in the current but that's beside the point yeah um shout out lizzo i guess come on our podcast um <laughs> we love all these bands love Absolutely. these records um thank you so much for following along with us for this year or any part of it whenever you found our bad twitter mm-hmm. or bad instagram or slightly tolerable facebook content yeah uh, <laughs> thankfully we don't uh, we don't shit post too much on facebook so well we, at all at all that's true because it's facebook who cares <laughs> eventually we'll start sharing um just like boomer memes we'll just start- <laughs> like uh music boomer related mu- music memes yeah like uh music in minnesota make sure to check out everything on our list and any other releases by pretty much any of these bands if mm-hmm. they do exist um because they're all at least worth your time at the very least it's true which is part of the joy of what we get to do so mm-hmm. thank you for tuning in for this year for this episode and forevermore uh i'm wes mullenberg the saddest flapjack to ever exist and i'm joe keyboard and i exist <laughs> <laughs>